When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's Wednesday, June 14th. Do you know what day it is? It's today. It's Forbes. Hello and welcome to today's show. I'm your host, Doug Reed, and as always, you can find me on Twitter at Doug underscore Reed 34. Always open to uh, DMs, feedback, thoughts, comments, just send them my way. And if you don't mind, go to your podcast provider and rate and review the show. Greatly helps me, greatly helps our crew here at Sports Ethos get the show discovered and more eyeballs on us. And also, check out sportsethos.com. That is our website where there's a litany of information. Whether you're into wagering, I'm the head of the wagering group at uh, Sports Ethos, or whether you're into fantasy sports or DFS across all major sports, uh, European basketball, we have F1 coverage, we have podcasts on individual uh, basketball teams, baseball teams, football teams, we have a ton of information there, free information, and obviously uh, some paid uh, products as well, but very reasonable prices. So I highly recommend you go to sportsethos.com. There's definitely something there for you if you're a sports fan, into wagering, into fancy or DFS. So big day uh, ahead. Now that basketball is finished, hockey is finished. It's just baseball and tennis for the foreseeable future. Although, uh, if you know us at Sports Ethos, we're going to have some basketball insights draft coming up next week. There's going to be plenty of plays on the draft, uh, NFL futures, NBA futures. Um, I'm, gonna, I'm your college basketball guy, so we're going to end college football. We're going to definitely be looking into that over the summer. So lots of different angles, but baseball and tennis are kind of going to rule the day for the next little while. Before we get to the board tonight... We're going to take a little walk down memory lane with the history of June 14th. The no, the only really notable birthday that I found is Steffi Graf turns 54 today. Steffi Graf uh, from Germany won 22 Grand Slam titles in women's tennis. An incredible, dominant player through the 80s and 90s. So happy birthday to Steffi Graf. On this date in 1969, Reggie Jackson had 10 RBIs in a 21-7 win for Oakland over Boston. 10 rubies. That is a hell of a number. I'm not sure that's been repeated since. 1974, Nolan Ryan threw 19 strikeouts, but an unbelievably impressive number. But even more impressive, in 13 innings. 13 innings. No starter has gone 13 innings probably in the last 20 or 30 years. I mean, the elite starters of the game these days go six and a half, seven, maybe eight. The odd time you'll get to a full uh, a full game. He threw 13 innings, and uh, he didn't even get the win. 
uh, Anaheim, the Anaheim Angels this time, um, won 2 1 over Boston in 15 innings. 1990, the, in the NBA, the Detroit Pistons won 92 90 over Portland in game six to win their second straight NBA championship, and Isaiah Thomas was the MVP. Two years later, wasn't a good run for Portland. This is the, the Clyde Drexler era, one of the best players never to win a championship in my mind. Uh, two years later, 1992, Chicago beat Portland 97-93 in Game 6 uh, to win their second straight back-to-back championship. And Michael Jordan was the MVP in both of those series. 1994, I remember this vividly. Mark Messier led the New York Rangers to a 3-2 win over Vancouver in Game 7. And the Rangers ended their 54-year drought of winning a Stanley Cup. Next year, 1995, uh, in the NBA, Houston sweeps Orlando to win the championship. In 1998, Chicago back on top again in the NBA, 87-86 to 86 winner over Utah, another team that just couldn't get over the hump, the John Stockton, Carl Malone days. Um, the Bulls beat Utah, like I said, 87-86 in Game 6 to win their third straight NBA championship and their sixth in eight years. That is kind of what you call a dynasty. And Michael Jordan won his third straight MVP and his sixth NBA Finals MVP. Pretty impressive. I guess that's why they call him the GOAT in the NBA. Fast forward to 2007, and San Antonio beat Cleveland 83-82 to sweep the series 4-0. And MVP was Tony Parker of that series. And in 2009, the Lakers beat Orlando in Game 5, 99-86, to win their 15th title. And Kobe Bryant, the late Kobe Bryant, was MVP of that game. So a little walk down memory lane for us. Before we get to the board, uh, the NHL season wrapped up tonight, and Vegas won 9-3. I'm not sure, but I gotta believe that's the biggest blowout in a clinching game history in the NHL. Um, they beat Florida. They win the cup four games to one. Jonathan Marshall show uh, was the Conn Smythe winner, which is the MVP of the Stanley Cup finals. And Vegas was clearly the better team. Um, I was on the puck line here, which means they had to win by one and a half and it was plus 160. So thank you very much, Vegas, for catching that number. But hats off to Vegas. They are the fastest expansion franchise in the NHL, and I think in all of pro sports, to win a championship. Uh, they've been competitive since day one, and it's awesome for the sport. I think it's awesome for the sport of hockey, and they've had a good run. Uh, they're going to compete next year again, I think. But an impressive run, an impressive win, not just winning the Cup 4-1, um, but the way they did it and the way they played from the goaltending out uh, definitely deserve to win this. So, great Stanley Cup final. Well, not a great Stanley Cup final. Interesting Stanley Cup final. I'm not sure Florida was the best team in the East, although they beat uh, Boston, who was the best team, uh, and then they beat Toronto, who was the uh, who had beaten Tampa in the first round. So, uh, they definitely deserve to be there and earn their right. But I think there's a few other teams in the East that could have given Vegas a better run. But regardless, hats off to the Golden Knights for their first Stanley Cup victory. And I'm sure the party is going on in Vegas right now.
It's going to take a quick break, and then we're going to get to the Diamond, where there are actually 16 games uh, tomorrow because of a double header. And I'll run through those um, quickly. Don't have a ton of plays, a few angles, a few leans, but we'll get there in a second. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify's there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And welcome back. Uh, there are 16 games in Major League Baseball today, a doubleheader between the Braves and the Tigers because their game got uh, canceled earlier tonight. And a game between Pittsburgh and the Cubs is currently, um, I don't see it at any sports book, and probably due to the weather concerns. There's always weather concerns, obviously, in Chicago, wind blowing out, wind blowing in. Uh, so likely just going to be handicapping 14 games. We start at 111 in the East, where the Braves play the Tigers, a rematch of what should have been tonight. Um, Spencer Strider on the bump for the Braves, and Michael Lorenzen on the bump for the Tigers. I see the home uh, Tigers at plus 190, and the road Braves at minus 230. The Run line for the Braves is minus 138. Total here is 8.5. Not really on this game. I might be on the under. It is um, now up to plus 100. Uh, so needing money. Um, most money is on the under, but I think this, when, when I look at the, uh, the, the numbers that come in, it opened at 10. I can't believe this game opened at 10. There's no way that a game with Spencer Strider opens at 10. Regardless. Right now, I'm seeing um, juice of the over on 8.5 minus 122. So if anything, I'd lean to the under at plus uh, 100, even money. Spencer Strider could easily shut them down. And Lorenzo has been pitching well. 
Estrada comes in 73 and two-thirds, 3.79 ERA, 1.09 whip, 121 strikeouts. Been completely dominant. Hit a little lately, but been dominant. And Lorenzen, 60 innings, 3.75 ERA, 1.02 whip. He's been good. I'm not really buying it. Uh, I like Atlanta to win. Not laying 230, not laying 138, 140 in the money uh, on the run line. So if anything, I would lean to the under of eight and a half, getting even money. Next game, we travel to Minnesota, where the Twins host the Brewers. You get the home Twins at minus 164 in the money line. The Road Brewers are plus 138. Total here is eight and a half. And not on this game really either. Uh, the starters for the Brewers are Colin Ray. He's pitched 52 and a third innings, 4.47 area, 1.22 whip. And the young Bailey Ober, who's done really well, got hit hard last game, but has had a really good year so far. 51 and two thirds innings, 2.61 ERA, 0.97 whip. If anything, I lean towards the Brewers. Um, Minnesota's the better. Sorry, I lean towards Minnesota. But I just can't get to the, you know, laying minus 164, a little too high for me. When I look at FanDuel, uh, they're laying 155, too high. And plus 125 on the run line is just a little too high for me as well. Um, I like Minnesota, but but Milwaukee is a decent team against righties, terrible team against lefties, uh, but, but over is a righty. So I want to find a way to back over in Minnesota, but the numbers are just a little too high here for me. And when I look at the when I look at the numbers coming in, not a whole lot of value on either side or either way there. Next game in St. Louis, where the Cards host the Giants. You can get the Cards at minus one thirty eight on the money line, and the Road Giants at plus one eighteen. Total here is eight and a half, juice to the over at about minus one fifteen. Not really getting a good feel on this game either, which you will notice uh, is kind of the trend tonight. Uh, tomorrow for the games for St. Louis, uh, Jordan Montgomery, 72 and 72 innings, 3.88 ERA, 1.33 whip struggled to start the year has pitched a little better lately. And the giants are about a league average against lefties. So I don't think there's a real advantage with them on the other side. And Anthony, Anthony DiSclefini is on the Hill, 76 in the third innings, 3.89 ERA, 1.13 whip. Uh, but just 53 strikeouts. So very much a pitch-to-contact kind of guy in, at this stage of his career. And the St. Louis bats have been doing well lately. So I like St. Louis to win. But again, I can't drop 138 on the money line. And I'm not about to take uh, the run line at plus 140. I think they could win. But uh, Montgomery is prone to giving up some big innings and some runs. And I don't really want to play them on the run line as a home team. Next game, 7-06 in the East. We have Baltimore hosting the Jays, an AL East division rivalry, in which Baltimore rolled tonight. I actually thought this game was going to go under, and I like Chris Bassett and the Jays, and they clobbered them. Uh, I think they won 11-4, 11-3. Baltimore won easy. So you can get – but you still get the Road Jays as a favorite at minus 116, and the home always at minus 102. So not quite a coin flip, but pretty close. Total is eight and a half, uh, juice to the over to about minus 120. And if anything, I would lean towards Toronto. Toronto's Jose Barrios on the hill, 
who has had an up and down year, but seems to ride the ship a bit lately. 77 in a third innings, 3.61 ERA, 1.23 whip. Pretty decent numbers, 70 strikeouts, just under strikeout inning. And, and Kyle Bradish on the hill, the righty for Baltimore, 53 innings, 4.25 ERA, 1.36 whip. Um, 51 strikeouts in 53 innings, so just under strikeout inning, or pretty close to it. And uh, I like Berrios. He's been pitching well. I like the Jays' offense, but uh, historically, and this is my Jays fandom speaking, they have struggled in Baltimore. And again, they got clobbered tonight in the game. They probably should have won, given the pitching matchup. So I like Berrios. like the way he's kind of righted the ship. He struggled to start the year. He struggled last year. He struggled to start the year. Uh, but he's been pitching late, better lately. Don't know that I want to lay uh, the minus 116 on this. So stay away from me. If anything, I lean towards Jays. And if anything, I would lean. The under uh, is at plus 100. And in Camden Yards, runs can be a challenge, although they weren't tonight. If anything, um, the over is about minus 120. So obviously money coming in on the over. So stay away from me. Pretty much on both sides, more I think of it. Can't really get there. Um, so going to pass. The next game is in Boston, where the Colorado, Colorado Rockies continue their series. And you can get the Road Rockies at plus 188, and a big number. The home uh, Red Sox at minus 225. Total here is 9.5. Just the over at minus 118. And I'm actually surprised at the Rockies. If there's any value here, it's at the Rockies at plus 188. Uh, lefty Austin Gomers on the hill for Colorado, who has been bad. 16 and two-thirds innings, 7.57 ERA, 1.75 whip. I looked at playing the Red Sox first five over, and it was at plus three and a half. So ideally you want to play... Uh, one and a half. More often than not, it's two and a half. Three and a half. That means Boston has scored four runs in the first five innings. Can't really um, back that one. Garrett Whitlock, Garrett Whitlock is on the hill for Boston. 32 innings, 4.780 ERA, 1.28 whip. Just six walks and 26 strikeouts. He's been doing well. Uh, not great, but he's been doing well. But... Can't lay minus 225 here. Um, the total, nine and a half. I looked at that. You know, money's coming in in the over. It's only minus 118 on FanDuel. It is minus 115. So money's definitely coming in the over. But um, I think Whitlock can have a good game. Colorado's brutal on the road, although they won tonight. And if anything, I would lean to the over. But it's a stay away from me. And, again, maybe a first five Boston run line or money line, but not a whole lot of value. And, and, and as, an aside, as a side note here, welcome to the MLB. Uh, I found in the last half dozen years, what happens is uh, in April and May, the lines, you, you can find a lot of value, um, you know. The books are adjusting, seeing who's who and, 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 and what trends are what trends are happening. But then as the calendar rolls into June, things really tighten up. And when I, when I mean tighten up, the, the spreads get bigger. 
it, it, it's a lot harder to bet. Like, like the Red Sox are the better team, but Whitlock versus Gomber. Whitlock's probably a better pitcher. Gomber struggled, but minus 225 on the Red Sox. There's no way I'm laying minus 225 on the Red Sox. Plus 188 on Colorado. You know, even if this game goes back and forth through the first four or five innings when the starters are in there, if it's a tie game after four or five and you've got Colorado plus 188, that's a great number to have in your back pocket. So uh, the trend in Major League Baseball for me over the last half dozen years or so has been you can get some value in the first month or two, and then after that, things start to really uh, – I said tighten up, I think, but the, the spreads really become – quite high often and it's really tough to get any value uh which is what i'm seeing here so sometimes you have to pivot to the first five sometimes you have to pivot to some props or totals but uh, a lot of games like if you listen to my show in the last week there have been a lot of games where i like a team but i just can't back them anywhere close to what they're getting anyways sorry about that ramble but we move on to the subway series 7-eleven in the East. And we have the Yankees at the Mets. And you have Garrett Cole against Justin Verlander. You can get the road Yankees at minus 104. The home Mets at minus 112. Total here is 7.5. And, and I'm actually on the um, Yankees here at minus 104. And I'm on the over at 7.5. I got the over um, earlier at plus 100. On FanDuel right now, you can get it at minus 104. I'm not seeing this game on DraftKings for some reason. Uh, sorry, yep, yeah, there it is. It's minus 105. Um, no, the total is, yeah, minus 105. So I got, the, I got the Yankees at minus 104 on the money line and the total over 7.5 at plus 100 on FanDuel. When we look at the pitchers, obviously Garrett Cole has been doing very well. I still, I, I actually think he's the Cy Young leader right now for the AL. 85 and two thirds, 2.84 ERA, 90 strikeouts, and 1.14 WHIP, and a seven and one record. Flip side is Verlander, uh, who's injured but has come back and has really struggled since he's been back. 39 innings, 4.85 ERA. Uh, 1.33 width. I think that's kind of the story here. Uh, Cole's pitching better than Verlander. I know the Yankees lineup is depleted. Uh, the Mets are mit- missing uh, Alonzo, which definitely hurts. But I think Cole can shut down anybody, so he can shut down the Mets. And Verlander's been pitching brutal in the last few weeks, or last few games, um, since he's been back, basically. He's really struggled. I don't know. We hate to say this about a guy is this the end? Is the end coming? I'm not really sure. But when I look at his numbers, his last outing against Atlanta, they lost 13-10. to 10. Okay, Atlanta's a good, a good team, but that's a lot. Three innings, seven hits, five runs, four earned, one, one home run, four walks, three strikeouts. Four walks is not Justin Verlander a bold. Part of that against Toronto, they lost 3 nothing, six innings, five hits, one run, one earned run. Three walks, eight strikeouts. Uh, prior to that, at Colorado, which is a tough place to play, but they lost 10-7, five innings, nine hits, six earned runs, no home runs, a walk, and two strikeouts. He has struggled, and I don't think he's his JV of old. So I'm backing the Yankees 
in um, at a decent price, and I think runs are going to be scored. Uh, I think the Yanks can get to him even with their depleted lineup. They can get to him for three or four. And I think the Mets can get to Cole for a few as well. So uh, if both teams can get to three. Someone's got to win. We get to four, four or five. Uh, we cover this number. So I'm on the Yankees at minus 104, and I'm on the total over. I got a plus 100. I probably uh, seven and a half. I got a plus 100. I probably play it anywhere to minus 110. Next game. Uh, is in Texas, the Battle of Lefties. Uh, Reed Detmers goes for the Angels, and for Texas, you have lefty Andrew Heaney. You can get the home Rangers minus 134, the road Angels at plus 114. Total here is nine, juice to the over at about minus 120. So money obviously coming in on the over. Detmers finally got his first win. Uh, one and five in the year, 56 in the third innings, 4.79 ERA, 1.2. 5-1 whip, 61 strikeouts in 56 in the third innings. And he has definitely underperformed his peripherals. His high-level stats look brutal, but he has pitched well. He's just been a victim of uh, bad Babbitt and some poor defense behind him. But he's not getting the wins. On the other hand, Andrew Heaney um, is 4-4 four four for the Rangers, 63 innings, 4.14 ERA, 1.25 whip 65 strikeouts but also 27 walks kind of doing his andrew heaney thing his walks are a little high uh he's been hot and cold for sure um but texas's lineup has slowed down one of the best offenses in baseball obviously and when you look at them against lefties they've slowed down a little bit against lefties both these teams so when i pull up the chart on batting average against lefties texas is fifth 289 and the Angels are uh, eighth, 267. When I go to on base percentage, <clears throat> excuse me, Texas is first at 361. And the Angels are 10th, 334. Slugging percentage, the last of the triple slash lines. Texas against lefties, 461. And the Angels, 434. So if anything, I think both pitchers can be had here. I think both teams will get to them. And that is why the number, when I look at the number of uh, total is nine, juiced to the over at minus 122. So obviously money is coming in in the over. Although when I look at the splits, it's about uh, total nine and a half. So it's come down a little. 45% of the money is, 45% of the bets is on the under, 56% of the money. So a slight lean to the bigger money coming in on the under. I'd actually lean to the over. And Bit of a reverse splits number there because you're not really getting any value on the over uh, at FanDuel. But hold on, I looked at DK, looked at DraftKings, and the over nine and a half. Uh, sorry, it's juiced up to nine and a half. Is minus one hundred five. I think I might even lean there. Uh, I'm not gonna. I, I'm not gonna play over nine at minus one twenty two. Uh, so shop around for that. If you can get it over nine at minus one fifteen or better, definitely take that. On DraftKings is nine and a half at minus 105. I might look to that. I just think both teams are hitting well, and both teams can get to these lefties. And probably some value on the over there. Next game, we are on to Kansas City, where the Royals host the Reds. You can get the home Royals at minus 106. You can get the road Reds at minus 110. So basically coin flip on DraftKings. 
You can get the Royals plus 100 or the Reds at minus 120. And I actually got earlier, uh, I got Cincinnati in the money line at minus 110 on FanDuel. So that line is, sorry, yeah, on FanDuel. So it's minus 110, still minus 110 on FanDuel. I got, I, I got the Reds at minus 110 on FanDuel. And I also got the Reds first five over two and a half at plus 103. So I think the Reds can get over two and a half runs in the first five innings. Got that at plus 103. And the reason is um, purely the pitching matchup here. Purely the pitchers here. Uh, you can get the Reds on the money line, like I said, at minus 110 and KC at minus 106. And I'm actually surprised even this close. Ben Lively starts for Cincinnati, who uh, pitched well his first few games to so struggle lately, but I think going against Kansas City and Kansas City could right the ship. 36 in the third innings, 4.21 ERA, 1.13 whip. Daniel Lynch, on the other hand, lefty for KC, 16 to third innings, 4.41 ERA, 1.47 whip. He has really struggled. 17 strikeouts, which is impressive, but he's just been putting too many balls in play. He's been hit hard, hit hard every game. And I think Cincinnati can get to uh, Lynch to put some runs on the board. When I look at uh, sorry, pulling up their number, not their numbers, but uh, numbers against lefties. Cincinnati is a good but not great team. Uh, their batting average, 267 against lefties. So that puts them seventh overall. On base percentage versus lefties, 333. That puts them 11th overall. And slugging, where they struggle a little bit more, but they've got some more power in the lineup, 405 against lefties. And that puts them 19th overall. So batting average, on-base percentage above average, slugging percentage a little below average against lefties. But um, Daniel Lynch has really struggled. So I think they can get to him. I think they can get to him early. And I like them to win the game. So I got them on the money line. And I like them to get to him in the first five. Next game is in Houston, where the Astros host the Nationals. And we get the home, the home Astros at minus two fifty in the money line. The road Nats at plus two ten. Total here is seven and a half. Juicy under minus one fifteen. If anything, I'll lean towards the over. That's just such a low number. I know for Ember Valdez is on the hill uh, for Houston. Very good pitcher. He's a lefty, but the Nats tend to hit lefties uh, decent. And Josiah Gray is on the hill for Washington, and he's really struggling. I think he struggled with with consistency. Uh, so this year, Grace pitched 72 innings, 3.00 ERA, but 1.40 whip, 37 walks. So he's basically a walking guy every second batter. And that's not going to work against Houston. Uh, Valdez comes in 2.36 ERA over 84 innings and a 1.06 uh, whip, 89 strikeouts. So striking out more than a batter in an inning. And I just think that... Um, Washington hits lefties well, so they might be able to get to him for a few rounds. And I think uh, Houston can definitely get to Gray. Patient team, experienced batters, the way he's walking guys, the way he's putting guys on base, I think he can get some runs. So seven and a half is a little low. I know it's juice to the under. Is it moving down even more? If it does, wait till the morning. I would jump on the over here.
Next game is in, where are we here? Cle uh, San Diego, where the Guardians are in town to play the Padres. You can get the home Padres at minus 160 on the money line. The road Guardians at plus 135. Total is 8, juicy under at minus 115. And uh, just pulling this game up here. Sorry, trying to find the uh, pitching matchup. Okay, there we go. And we have uh, for the, the home pottery, it's minus 158 in the money line. The Guardians plus 134. Total here is eight, just slightly to the under, minus 115. It's money coming in on the under. And I kind of agree with that. Uh, on the bump for the Padres is Michael Walker, who's been having a great year. 6-2 and two record, 68 innings, 3.18 ERA, 1.09 whip. Everybody's calling for regression, but it doesn't seem to be happening yet. Aaron Savali uh, is coming back from the injured list, 23 and a third innings, 2.31 ERA, 1.07 whip. So his numbers are decent. I'm not a Savali fan, um, so I, I, you know, I, I, I lean San Diego here. Not a minus 160. And even on the run line at home, minus 130. Not going to be backing them there. Next game is in Seattle, where the Marlins are in town. And this is a, I think, a very, not even a low-key pitching matchup. This is probably the pitching matchup of the day. Marlins come in as plus 164 in the money line. The home M's minus 196. Total here is seven, hence the pitching matchup. And it's juiced to the under at minus 115. And I don't, I definitely can't be back in that. Uh, I think it'll be a pitcher's duel, but not really sure I want to go the under. So I'm going to stay away. But for Miami, uh, young Yuri Perez is on the hill. 29 innings, 2.17 ERA, 1.21 whip, 30 strikeouts, so better than strikeout in inning. And Luis Castillo's on the hill for the Mariners. 76 and two-thirds, 2.7 ERA, 0.99 whip, 92 strikeouts. He's been having a good year. Um, didn't do his usual cold for the month of April and May and then heat up. He's basically been hot all year long, although his record's only 4-4. Four and four. I like Castillo. I like the Mariners here, but not. there's no way I'm laying minus 196. Uh, their bats have not been that impressive. Heated up a little, but not that impressive. And I'm not laying almost 200. Uh, 200. So stay away for me. 940 in the East. We go to Arizona, where the D-backs are hosting the Phillies again. You get the home D-backs minus 142. The road Phillies at plus 120. 8.5 is the total. Juice to the under at uh, minus 115. For the Phillies, you get lefty Ranger Suarez on the hill, 32 thirds, 4.70 ERA, 1.43 whip. And you get Merrill Kelly on the bump for Arizona, the righty. Nice record at 8-3, 77 innings, 2.92 ERA, 1.10 whip. I like Arizona, not at minus 142. Um, Phillies at plus 120, total here is 8.5. I think both teams can put some runs up, so I'm going to stay away Stay away from that. And if anything, there's some value on the Phillies. Ranger Suarez is a decent pitcher. His numbers don't look, excuse me, fantastic right now uh, this year. But the last year and a half, or last year he kind of struggled. Part of that, he had a good year. Um, he's a decent pitcher. 
And at plus 120, there's probably some value. It, just because I can't, I mean, I like Arizona. I like Merrill Kelly to win, but not laying minus 142. So just too much to lay for me. Second last game that is on the board for us tonight is the red hot Oakland A's. Winners of what, seven straight now, I think? I think they beat Tampa again tonight. Uh, are hosting Tampa. You can get Tampa minus 275 in the money line. The home A's at plus 225 till there's 8.5. Juice to the over at minus 122. And for Tampa, you get uh, Brady Tyler Glass now on the hill. 15 two-thirds, just coming back um, from Tommy John, I think it was. 2.87 ERA, just seven locks, 20 strikeouts, 1.09 whip, showing his dominant self again. Versus Luis Medina, the righty for Oakland, 34 and two-thirds, 7.53 ERA, 1.56 whip. You got to like Oakland, but not a minus 275. And, oh, sorry, you got to like Tampa, but not a minus 275. And I think maybe a when I try to pull up uh, the innings, I'm thinking we're going to get a first five inning total of another one of those plus three and a halfs, which I'm not really going to be on. So Tampa first five innings over two and a half minus one thirty might kind of back that, but Tampa's bats have slowed down a little. So if anything, I'd, I would look maybe half unit on that. Um, I like Tampa, not at minus 275, and on the road run line, not at minus 162. There's no way I'm laying a minus 162 run line. So maybe the first five innings uh, over two and a half is the bet to make. Last game of the night is in L.A., where the last game on, on, on the docket that I have is in Los Angeles. Where we get the home Dodgers minus 275. Favorites, the road Chicago White Sox plus 225. Total is 8.5. Juicy over at minus 114. If anything, I would look towards the under. Uh, minus 106 right now on FanDuel. And minus 115 on DraftKings. So definitely look towards FanDuel. For the White Sox, we got Mike, Cle- uh, Mike Clevenger. 58 innings, 4.19 year rate. 1.38 whip, 24 walks, just walking too many guys, and 48 strikeouts, not a pitch-to-contact pitcher, but not getting a ton of strikeouts. On the other hand, we have Clayton Kershaw, the lefty, for the Dodgers, 76 in the third innings, 2.95 ERA, 1.09 whip, seven or 93 strikeouts, been doing very well. If anything, I would look to maybe a, a Kershaw K prop here, but I think uh, they get up. They get up early. Their run line, which was uh, plus money tonight, plus 110, which was nice to get, is at minus 134. Can't lay minus 134 in a run line with the home team. So uh, going to avoid that. I like LA. Maybe a Kershaw strikeout prop uh, is the way to go. So that wraps up the games. In the Major League Baseball, 16 games. We only had 14. We're missing the second game of the Atlanta-Detroit doubleheader. And the Pittsburgh-Chicago Cubs game in Wrigley is not on the board yet. Obviously, weather permitting. So, hope you enjoyed the show. Hope you got some leans, some angles, some thoughts. And 
some ideas that you can make money. We can make money and we can have a good day in sports betting. mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.